Hi, my name's Mark Hunter from the Tartan Podcast, recorded in Scotland. But right now you're listening to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Welcome to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello and welcome to episode number 38 of the Generally Speaking Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we're here this week to talk about season one, episode number 10, which is titled... Raised by Another. Which is obviously my all-time favorite episode of Lost. Would you say, Steph? Yes. Yours? Yes. Yes. What's your favorite, by the way? I don't know. Haven't thought about it much, huh? No, I haven't. Well, we haven't. This is a good one, though. It's it's got a little bit of everything. That's correct. Anyway, we have a lot of exciting things to pack into this podcast. We're just going to get it moving right away. Uh, we're going to start off with the audio recap provided by Five by Five Audio. Uh, we are going to talk about some character analysis. We're going to explore the mystery of the island. We've got a lot of listener feedback. And I've got some important things to share in the Generally Speaking Podcast Network update. So to kick things off, we're going to say a special thank you to Rem at 5x5audio.com uh, uh, for doing our uh, episode audio recap. And so to do that, we're going to play his weekly, uh, what do you call that, promo. 5x5 Audio. Need a professional voice for your website, podcast, PowerPoint, or phone system? Get it done. Get it done. We're 5x5, you know? Get a professional voice working for you. 5x5audio.com. 5x5audio. What's happening? You know what's happening. But I, I don't understand. Why? It was your responsibility, but you gave him away, Claire. Everyone pays the price now. Must have been a hell of a nightmare. He said it was a nightmare. What was the date that you found out that you were pregnant? Is it pink? I don't know yet. I mean, did you actually pee on it? Just give me a second. Maybe you didn't do it right. I promise I can pee on a okay, stick. Well, what color is it? Okay, it's definitely two lines. Two pink lines? Pink? No, no, no. These are like red. They're pink. First of all, these tests are not always accurate. Thomas. No, no, no. My uncle, you know, we thought he had uh, testicular cancer. You remember that? He did. He's dead. Look, this thing, it doesn't mean for sure that you're pregnant. We Thomas. Go get another one. I am six weeks late, okay? Six weeks. That never happens. Hey, Claire. You know, if, we, if we wanted to, we could do this. You'd, you'd really want to try? Yeah. You know, maybe we should... Nah, you're not backing out now. I mean, I thought you were into this, all your astrology stuff. Yeah, I know, but... I'll need your hands for this. So when did you find out about the baby? Two days ago. I'm sorry, um... I can't... I can't... I'm, I'm not doing this reading. No, you, you were going to say something. You'll have to leave. Now. Which way did he go? I don't know. I couldn't oh, say oh it. What's going just on? Just now. Just now. You just ran away. We should find out and check the surrounding cave. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'll go. Hurley, come on. Let's go. We have to around the entire perimeter, man. We saw or heard anything. Uh-uh. Nada. I'm out here looking for some psycho with Scott and Steve, right? And I'm realizing 
Who the hell are Scott and Steve? I'm not following you. Look, the point is, we gotta find out who everyone is. You wanna start a census? Yeah, registry, you know, names, what people look like, who's related to who. We gotta find out who did this to her. Claire, I can't do this. Do what? Are you breaking up with me? You know, there's always some plan, some responsibility, somewhere that we have to be, someone that you have to talk to. Well, yeah, I'm trying to make sure that when the baby comes... When the baby, yeah. I mean, that is just not... What's it going to be like when the baby comes? But you said we should do this. Yeah, now it's real. Well, you can't just change your mind. How in the hell am I supposed to be a dad, Claire? How about my painting? My life? I knew, I knew this was going to happen. I told you so, perfect. Now get all your daddy abandonment crap. Hey, you bastard, don't you dare try and justify what you're doing. John, right? John Locke? Is this about your census? Yeah, you know, I thought it'd be a good idea. Get everyone's name and... You already know my name. I lived most of my life in Tustin, California. The reason you were in Australia? I was looking for something. So did you find it? No, it found me. Claire told Michael and I that this attacker tried to inject her with something. But there was no mark on her stomach. She wakes up two nights in a row screaming. The first time, she was sleepwalking. You think she's making this up? She was terrified, Look, she said that the guy was trying to hurt her baby. Why would someone do that now with all of us sleeping 20 feet so away? So you think she's lying? No. Pregnant women have extremely lucid... De- lucid. These are textbook right. anxiety nights. You know everything that's going on with everyone. Hey. Lance. Sorry? Your name's Lance, right? Ethan. Sorry, dude. So, uh, we're doing this list. You know, survivors, names, home addresses, stuff like that. Uh, last name? Rom. Rom, R-O-M. That's right. Great. Where are you from, Ethan Rom? Ontario. I want you to take these. It's a sedative. You don't believe me. You think I'm making this up? Mr. Malkin, we met before. You wouldn't give me a reading. I was hoping you would now. Are you sure you want to go on now? Yeah, yes. Please. This is important. It is crucial that you, yourself, raise this child. So what exactly are you saying? This child, parented by anyone else, anyone other than you, danger surrounds this baby. Danger? Your goodness must be an influence in the development of this child. There is no happy life. Not for this child, not without you. You mustn't allow another to raise your baby. Okay, I can't raise this child by myself. You have to listen to me. Okay, thanks for your time and my money. Miss Littleton, please. The baby needs your protection. You know your life would be much easier if you just had the manifest. What? Really? Who has it? What do you think? I hear you had the flight manifest, and I need it. Want you to give it to me. Now, you could do what you normally do when someone asks for something. Tell me to screw off. Screw off? Or you could just give it to me. Because, dude, you could use the points. Well, gosh, you sure know how to butter a man up, Stay Puff. Manifest is in a brown suitcase. Why did you come after me? It's probably because I like you. You don't like me, Charlie, okay? You just want to rescue me. Why? What? What is it? Okay, we need to time the contractions. That's what you do, time the contractions, okay? Uh, One sugar plum fairy, two Charlie. sugar plum fairy. You just need to calm down. Big deep breaths. Oh, bloody hell. Charlie, I need you to go get Jack. What? I'll be all right. I'm not leaving you alone. Charlie, I, can, I can deliver a baby. Go. I can do this. This must happen all Charlie, the time. Charlie, you don't know how to Wait, deliver... no, listen to me. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. I might not know what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. If I can kick drugs, I can deliver a baby. Let me explain. I'm a drug addict. I was a drug addict. I'm clean now. Get Jack! Once the baby is born and handed over to the stewards, you'll have no right to see the child again. You'll have no right to correspond with the child. It will be entirely up to Eileen and Joseph to decide whether to tell the child anything about you. Understood? Yes. Upon your discharge from the hospital, you'll be given an additional payment of $20,000. I just want to make sure that you're going to take really good care of the baby. Of course we will. Do you know uh, Catch a Falling Star? 
Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Do you think you could sing it to the baby once in a while? Of course. I'm... I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't do this. What? No! No! Ethan, are you all right? You need to go to the caves. Run to the caves, get Jack. Tell him the Claire. Claire, is she okay? She's having a baby. Go fast, okay? I'll be with her on the path right there. Go! I found a couple in Los Angeles who are very eager to adopt. I, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm sorry. I know this sounds ridiculous, Claire. This is what must happen. You're giving me $6,000 to give my baby to a couple of strangers in Los Angeles. They're good people. Well, I can't go tomorrow. I have to get my... It has to be this flight. It can't be any other. They're already scheduled to meet you when you arrive. Flight 815. There was no couple in Los Angeles. He knew. He knew about the plane. What was going to happen? Said, Listen to me. I found her. French woman. We're not alone. We got a problem. The names of everyone who survived. All 46 of us. One of them isn't in the manifest. He wasn't on the plane. Hello there. Ethan, where's Jack? analysis Alrighty, so thank you very much rem for putting together that awesome audio recap now stephanie and i just finished watching raised by another approximately well let's see here 15 minutes ago and what an awesome episode and here we are to talk about the character analysis talking about the people on the island now stephanie i obviously have some notes here uh, that and, and you probably don't, but that's okay. Uh, do you have anything? Have I haven't been known to take notes. You have not, but no. that's okay. I would like to go ahead I and take start things. Notes. You okay. do, and so to be fair to you, I'm going to allow you to uh, start us off with some character analysis and uh, tell us what you think about some of the people on the island to start off our discussion. Okay. Um. I'm going to start off with Hurley. Okay. Because you see, because he's doing the census, you see him interact with a lot of people. Um, and he just cracks me up. They do such a good job writing that character, but it's not so much the writing of the character as how Jorge por- portrays it. Yeah, I agree with Nearly you. perfectly. I mean, I, I, I love Hurley. And... Um, what was that? I'm sorry, I was going to say, um, how he was with Sawyer, how he was, listen, I'm just going to tell you how it is. Yeah. I need can... it, and you're going to give it to me. And, dude, you need the points. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> he's you know, pretty straightforward. He's and... very straightforward, didn't beat around the bush. And he got what he, he got what, what he, wanted. he needed. And, uh, go ahead. No, I, no, I was just going to say that they should have gone to Curly to get the guns when they needed them. But Probably. Go... <laughs> but go ahead. Anything Probably. else? Um, and then you see him talking to John and, and, you know, writing down his information. And then he turns to this lady and he's like, I know I already talked to you, but I got to get away from him. He, you know, this crazy he, guy, crazy guy. <clears throat> and um, 
leading the team. He's just very involved, and he is... Um, yeah, I mean, he definitely had a major role to play in the last one with uh, the hypochondriac guy and yeah. uh, helping out everybody on the island uh, who were flipping out uh, right. by building creating... Building the golf course. Building the golf course. Uh, good old fun time Hurley. Had to have some fun. We need some fun on this island. But uh, he, he is. He's he's always active and participating and trying to do good for people. And I think that's what I like about the character Hurley. One of the things, though, that I would like to know is uh, why why does he go by the name Hurley? I mean, it, it's kind of like they laid that well, in there for He's us. not going to tell you. He's like, dude, my name's not even Hurley. It's Hugo Reyes. And I just go, people just call me Hurley. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you why. Right. <laughs> you know. It's why did he say I'm not going to tell you why? I mean, so there's obviously some more Hurley flashback that we're going to find out maybe one day. Uh, the significance of why he's called Hurley. Right. Or maybe it's just that. But I, I was also caught this time that that he specifically says, "I'm not going to tell you why." Yeah. You know. They they did make a point to bring that out. Um. So then there's Hurley and um. Then you still got the whole um, Jack and Kate thing going on. Mm-hmm. Just very little bit, but, you know, I think that there was importance there in the, um, in the... We had Scott and Steve. ...scene on the island. Um, we had Scott and Steve. Who the hell are Scott and Steve? <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I was quoting. Yeah, but you didn't have to quote. But anyway, go ahead. That's you'll fine. get over it. I will get over it. I'm but sure you would have said I'm it sooner or later. I'm going to get the emails. Uh, they the, can send them to me. The complaint department is iTunes.com. They can. They if kidding. they have a problem with me saying it, they can send me a message, and I will tell you. I'm something. sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see here. So we had Scott and Steve. Um. And um, what else? We had Charlie. Charlie was awesome in this episode. I am really, I'm really glad that we're doing this season one thing because I have watched season one. This is my fourth time watching season one, but the three previous times I didn't like Charlie. So I'm really enjoying watching it over having more understanding of his character and who he is because um, before watching scenes with Charlie, I felt him to be very um, self-centered and... Um, yeah, he was very selfless very, in this. He was very, very selfless, very compassionate, very caring for Claire. I mean, I do think that he fancies her, but, you know. Well, that's obvious. I mean. Right. But but it was, in this episode, it was more than that. Yeah. He was not just. Um, he wanted to be her friend. Yeah, he wasn't just <laughs> sticking up for her or, um, you know, believing in her when when Jack didn't about, about you know, Ethan. Who we know it to be Ethan that, yes. that came to her, and um, I just really love watching him with a different perspective of, of that character. Yeah, it, it has been a lot of fun. Uh, I do want to move on. I don't know how to deliver a baby, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> not true. Not not true. Well, let me uh, let me go ahead and move us into some Claire discussion yes. here, and obviously we're going to talk a, a lot more about the characters when we get into the exploring the mystery, but. Uh, the Claire uh, points that I have written down tonight. Right. Uh, I did not have the first four times I watched this episode raised by an other. Um, <laughs> anyway, who was it that sent you the email? Um, 
Is it Kyle Hughes? Kyle Hughes. Okay, Kyle Hughes sent Stephanie an email, and um, I had the two actually. And so I had uh, read those and noticed that uh, he had mentioned a couple things, and I pulled those out. I mean, (laughs) why are you laughing? Did you read them? Just briefly, why? Okay. What's so funny about that? I thought I read them to you. <laughs> oh, maybe you did. Well, anyway, um, so anyway, Stephanie read these emails, or I heard about the yes, emails that he sent. I, I told you And about he them. pointed out a couple things that I did, would have not even caught this time had he not done it. And one was that he wanted to make sure that we had mentioned uh, the fact that Claire's mom would di- or would abandon her or disown, disown. her. Specifically said yeah, cause, disown. Because Claire said when she found out she was pregnant and... Uh, Thomas said we could do this. She says my mom would disown me, and, and he says Thomas she says basically has already exactly. And um, now before we go into some of the other things with Claire and her relationship with parents, I want to also point out that Kate, uh, immediately following that flashback, uh, is standing on the beach and uh, she's la- allowing the sand to cover her. And Jack says, "What are you doing?" She says, "I'm sinking." And the exact phrase she said after that is, I used to do this with my mom when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. we have Claire. We have mention of her and a, and a bad relationship with her mom. Uh, Kate, we obviously know uh, from our experience all the way through season two that she has had some pretty bad experiences uh, with her mom. And uh, so she's thinking about it. And Charlie, we've never really known a whole lot about the the relationship beyond what dream we think we saw in, uh, what episode was that? I can't remember I the name. I can't remember the name. But anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about if you've been watching along with us. Uh, but anyway, in the one where uh, Charlie has a dream, his, his mom says, Charlie, you're going to save us all. And, um, but... You know, Charlie mentions that he often has dreams about his mom <laughs> and biscuits and something My else. Mom's eating biscuits and everything smells of bacon. Yeah. And uh, he says, but I just don't wake up screaming. Right. But anyway, so we have three mentions of people who are who are hung up on thinking about mom. And uh, so Kyle pointed out the fact that there are a lot of issues between mommy and daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some things about daddy issues uh, that I want to point out, and I'm trying to do this in such a way... Well, actually, th- this pretty much is a good c- transition straight into uh, exploring the mystery. Okay. Unless you want to bring up anything else in the character discussion before we just jump right into it. I don't think so. I think everything pretty much about Claire has to do with... With the mystery. The mystery. So let's go ahead and do that now. We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost. Exploring the mystery. Okay, so we're talking about Claire here, and I want to mention that for the first time, uh, when Thomas comes back, he says, listen, uh, she says, you know, something about, you know, now you're going to leave me or whatever, uh, or all the selfish stuff. I and, knew it. Oh, yes, I knew it. She said, I, I knew, knew it. it. And he says, now I'm going to get your daddy abandonment crap. 
And so we now have Revelation. And again, I've seen this episode so many times, I never pulled this out. So I thank you, Kyle, for having me look closer into this episode. Because now we learn that Claire has had some abandonment issues, that her father has abandoned her. Now, as far as I'm concerned, this firms up for me that Christian Shepherd is indeed Claire's father. I told you that months ago. I know you did. And and I'm saying it clears it up for me. And now I am in complete agreement with you and I am I am like ninety nine point nine nine percent positive that it is that uh, Christian Shepherd is indeed uh, Claire's father. And, and if the producers are listening and so they're gonna change that Well be, that's be, just be, what they'll do. That, that, but, that's just what they'll do. But I don't think there's any other explanation. Well, I, I don't think there's any other choice. Well, there is. There, there's for, for her father. Yeah. Well, here, here's the deal. We know that she had some daddy abandonment issues, and I am going to pardon my paper Page wrestling. Turning. This is hilarious. You should have saw him taking notes. It was funny. Okay. So, um, to to to, where do I start? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna come back to the Christian Shepherd thing. Okay. If if you don't mind me, I don't mind jumping around here. The mystery stuff, first of all, we open up with a dream, all right? And we've got John Locke is in the dream, and he's playing with... That's what, enough reason to make you wake up screaming. Yeah. So he's playing with tarot cards, and he's just flipping them over. And, and I kind of really liked how... Did you notice that as he... he it sounded really, like a blade. It flips off one of the cards off the top, and it sounds like a blade, a, a knife. That was cool. Neat little effect. And then, of course, he looks up. And he's got one black eye one and one white eye, which again is this whole th- uh, theme that's been going all the way back to, I believe, the pilot episode where he and Walt talk about the game of backgammon, the white pieces and the black pieces. You have I don't the think good it's the pilot. Against- I think it's like maybe the second or third because okay. you don't really hear from, you see him in the background, but you don't really... He doesn't right. really talk until a couple episodes in. But anyway, yes, you're exactly. But still, um, the whole theme of black and white has been going on now. And and those of us who have been watching this all the way through season two know that that is a constant theme throughout the show, uh, the black and the white. Um, so, yeah, so we have this dream. And here's what I want to talk about next. Um, I believe Claire's dreams... Are somewhat uh, a foreshadowing or or a look into the future. Beca- okay. Okay. And the reason why I think that is because number one, she sees the mobile that's in the jungle, and it's got the Oceanic Airline airplanes on it. Now, when it's the we same go, same one we see in season two in maternity leave. Right. So she has not been taken by Ethan, of course, until the end of this episode. Which is episode. another one of the best episodes. I'd, I'd say that Raised by Another and Maternity Leave are two of the very best episodes that and they've done. And I will tell you why I believe that is. Is I believe that because I, I, am, I am certain that the mystery of Lost revolves around Claire and that baby. And the people in Claire's lives. I would agree. Uh, that that is just my own personal opinion and on your this. Thomas theory is a little too in depth for me to ever have time to sit down and read, but uh, <laughs> well, I don't have it in writing. But I did do a podcast on it. Well, okay, so sit down and listen to. Yeah, but um, 
But I'd say that yes, I agree that it it revolves around Claire and the baby. So yes, the so she sees the mo- the mobile, and that is a that is something she sees in the future. Then she has a second dream, and she dreams that uh, a guy is trying to stick something into her belly, and again, that is exactly what is about to happen when, when Ethan, Ethan takes her. So, so he these didn't. these dreams are are real and they are a prediction of the future and i believe that these are the same dreams now that charlie had in his season two when we thought he had gone back to the dark side and that he was doing the drugs again which indeed he he was not uh at least i'm concerned i'm mm-hmm. i'm certain that he he was not hitting the drugs again so that's pretty much where i'm, I'm at with those dreams i believe that they are foreshadowing of of future things to come, and uh, and I felt I that thought it was sense. pretty cool, yeah. And so of if course, that's true, what's up with the blood in the crib? Um, just the fact, uh, you know, I don't know. Okay, that's a good question. Maybe our listeners will call in on that. Um, and now the next thing I we I want to do is I want to go ahead and do just a little bit of the Thomas theory update because. I'm not going to do a full Thomas Theory update because I'm not going to let this run into two hours on this podcast. So uh, You'll lose me if you go that long. Yeah, I won't. But here's the deal. I have said this from the very beginning. I do not believe that Thomas is a bad dad. Now, you and I can have our disagreements about Michael and his his um, status as a father figure. Michael's a bad dad whether he wants to where whether he wants to be a father or not. Okay. That's where we okay. agree um that's where we argue is whether he wanted that role or not. Right. But you can't deny that he's a bad father. I, I'm not going to even talk about Michael, but what I am going to do is talk about can't Thomas. And I want to know if you agree with me on this. Okay. That Thomas is a very good sacrificial um father that he did the right thing well wait i i'm sorry i won't argue i won't argue that he did the right thing but i will argue what he thought he was doing was right and it was the best thing for claire the woman he loves and it was the best thing for his unborn child would you agree with me yes okay after watching it tonight Yes, and here's here's how I will explain that because people are out there. It's like Claire or Cliff. Uh, my name's not Claire. <laughs> Just get that straight. So no, they're saying Cliff. I mean, he obviously dumped her, broke up with her. He was selfish. He was a but pig. If you watch his demeanor while he's doing it, or, it's very difficult for him. Exactly. So he, he doesn't make eye contact the entire time. And and I think he came home because he comes home and he's got the groceries in his arm, and she's hanging drapes. And I think that he's generally excited that they have drapes because she even says that represents age for you know I don't know why that represents age for me. And I think that he for a moment forgets his task at hand. Yes, here's the deal: she finds out that she's pregnant with the two red lines. Red. Red. I've yes. had that happen. <laughs> red lines. They're like. We're not kidding. You're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. McKenna had red lines. So anyway, um, here's the deal. She finds out that she's pregnant. And he says, Claire, we can do this, you know. And she says, uh, my mother would disown me. And he says, um, well, you know, it's not like she it's, she's basically has already. And she goes, yeah, and what? How would we take care of it? What, with my $5 an hour job? We already did the recap, honey. Fish and fry. <laughs> 
And he says, well, I've got my painting, you know, painting. First thing I want to mention here, painting. There are murals all over this apartment. If you look at that, I've matter of fact, go to our um, podcast show notes for this episode number 38. And you can get there by going to generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Click on Weekly Loss Podcast. And you will see an up close uh, of the different murals that are in the apartment for Thomas. And then you will see a picture of the mural that's in the hatch in season two. And you'll notice that the face that's on there is drawn the same way. There are some numbers that are like painted on there and it has the same uh, handwriting of the number five and the number two uh, in both the mural hatch, or the hatch mural and the murals in Thomas's apartment. I believe that Thomas used to work for Dharma and that he was one of the original people who had their stay in the Swan Station. I believe that um, he basically injected himself with whatever it is that's in those vials and uh, while he was there. And what happened was he had been released from Dharma to go back out into Australia. He hooks up with Claire, who happens to be... Christian Shepherd's daughter, okay? Now, th- now this is new stuff. Christian Shepherd's daughter. And then of course what happens is Chris um you know, they find out that they're, they're pregnant. He definitely wants to be the father of this child. He's very excited there. You know, he's having her move in. I mean, this is all Thomas is doing. He is in love with Claire. She goes to see the psychic her. with her friend. Richard Malkin. Now, Richard Malkin kind of, you know, we see him again in season two. And we find out that, you know, perhaps maybe, you know, he he could have actually been a fake. Or maybe he's not. We well, don't know. he says know. he's a fake. Well, he says it, but he maybe he's not. But for some reason, he gets a real reading with Claire. Okay? And it flips him out. And he's like, I can't do this. He gives us, gives the money back. Well, my theory is that some psychic force or energy has been tapped into, which alerted people with Dharma, which I believe Christian Shepherd is the he or the is the man that is behind all of this stuff. And I believe that um, Christian Shepherd sick, was sicking the people of Dharma and sent them to Australia to find and seek his grandson because... Um, his grandson has now uh, shown up in Australia, and they know this through the psychic force that Richard Malkin picked up on. Now, the thing is, is that we go back and th- we find that Thomas leaves her. Now, if you go back and watch Raised by Another, you see that just before he starts to tell her, you know, it's over, he, you can tell the look on his face that he doesn't want to do what he's about to do. And so Stephanie's already mentioned that, so we skip forward. She goes back to Richard Malkin, okay? Thomas has has left her, and he did that to save her because I believe that what happened is they they caught up with Thomas, and they threatened him, says, you got to, you know, we know that you're with Claire Littleton. We know that you're she is pregnant. We want you to bring her to us. He knows how bad Dharma is because he used to work for him. And he, he knows some things about this stuff. And so to, to to save Claire, he basically breaks it off. Claire goes back to Richard Littleton. 
uh, Richard Malkin. He does the reading. He says, listen, under no circumstances, and the episode's called Raised by Another, he says, however, you mustn't allow this child to be raised by an other, which we're talking about the others here. And he is he's absolutely 100% dead on, you cannot do this. And, and he's willing to spend four months of his life pestering Claire that this must not be done. Then she goes to uh, give the baby up for adoption to Arlene and Joseph uh, Stewart. And I believe that uh, Arlene is the original person in the photo with Desmond. They didn't like that I was so close and there over on the writing staff. You need to speed it along. I thought this wasn't going to be two hours long. And so they knew that I was on to them about the Arlene, Joseph, Arlene Stewart being Desmond's girlfriend. So they changed that up trying to throw me off the track. That's fine. I still believe that either this episode proved one of two things. Either Arlene and Joseph Stewart worked for Dharma and they were there to get Christian Shepherd's grandson or that it proves that Christian Shepherd is indeed the father of Claire and that Aaron is his his grandson. This is why I think it proves it. And it has everything to do with the, do you know Catch a Falling Star? And she says, my dad used to sing it all the time. Would you, ha- would you play that for the baby? Or would you sing that to the baby? Now, when we go to maternity leave, we hear the mobile that she sees in this dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it in real life. And she plays it. And it plays Catch a Falling Star. Which means that Christian Shepherd is indeed on the island. And he personally picked out that mobile uh, of Oceanic Airline Planes because he owns Oceanic, obviously. And he chose the song um, Catch a Falling Star because that's his favorite for a baby. And he used to sing it to his daughter, Claire, all the time. I have a headache. Okay, I know you do, but you, you've got to understand <laughs> this is my new updated Thomas it is, theory. so much, though. Now, the people will say, but the producers... I think you make the, it up as you go along. No, honey, I am not making this up. This is okay. real stuff. Uh, this this is not just a TV show. Rachel Blake proved that. Okay. So anyway, we've got um, where was I at? We have uh, and pe- pick the song in the mobile because he owns Oceanic. So anyway, basically, what you have is you have uh, Christian Shepherd picked this out, and now you you threw me off, and I'm trying to think where I was because I was going somewhere next. Um, people are gonna say. That the writers of the show said, once somebody's dead, they're dead. And uh, that they'll never bring somebody back from life. My my argument is that Christian Shepherd has never been dead. He is on the island. He is the orchestrator of all this. That is my theory. I believe Thomas was a good guy and that he did the best thing to save Claire. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say. Okay. There was a whole lot more to it, but they kind of changed everything with my adoption lady and Desmond's girlfriend photo when they doctored that because I was too close to doctor they just needed a new actress it's just a tv show hey honey don't go there with just a tv show don't go there with me okay so let's see here we have the Thomas theory we did all that oh Richard Malkin notice he changes uh his his mind after the adoption goes awry 
Well, then Dharma goes after Richard Malkin and they threaten his life. And now all of a sudden they give him a ticket and say, she has to be on this. If you don't get her on this plane, you will die and we will kill your family. Or, oh, this is new. Now, this one is just coming to me. See, this, make it up as you go on. along. This just in. Hold on. This just in. This just in on the theory train here. This Oh, this is so cool. You guys are getting to hear this live as it comes to my mind. All right. So in the background, Richard Malkin's daughter drowns and dies. Okay? But they bring her back to life. It's Dharma says we will... Hold on. Yes. Dharma says we will bring her back to life if you get Claire on the plane. If you don't get Claire on the plane, she will die. Ah, I love that. That is, that's it. And I can't wait to see that in season three, episode two. All right, or you got three. anything I can talk about now? Uh, I don't no. know. I'm done. That's all he's got. He's done. I'm done. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, let's stay lost. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go into some lost you in the said- news. Lost in the news. All right. Well, lost in the news this week. This just in. Okay. Well, that's not just in. Uh, I only have one news story because everything else is spoilerish, and we're gonna put those in the spoiler section. Okay. So the only thing I will say kinda is kind of cool to have a spoiler section back, though. It is cool to have a spoiler. Can you section still back. hear me? Yes. Because I kind of slid down some. You're fine. So, in the news, basically, I just want to say that I've been saying basically a whole lot, just in case you didn't know that through this and podcast. And by the way. And by the way. Uh, but anyway. But they, if you really want to him, he'll start saying, you know. You know. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving right along. <laughs> Lost is currently being filmed. I know. Isn't that awesome? That rocks. They are over there night and day recording. New- day and night. Recording new episodes of Lost. That rocks. You know what's a really bummer, though, is because it doesn't come back until October 4th. Yeah. Is that right now when I'm watching TV, you know, I'm seeing these trailers and previews for Grey's Anatomy and Desperate Housewives and all these new shows that are coming on. Uh Uh-huh. But no trailers for Lost because it doesn't come on for another month and a half. But that's okay because it's so going to be worthwhile. I think so. Okay, let's move right into listener feedback. Lost in the News. You Emily DeRaven on the cover of a wedding magazine. Oh, you had some Lost in the News and you didn't tell me? I did tell you. Excuse me. But you told me that, but I didn't think that it would like make it into the news section. She, she's on the cover. Well, sweet. Looking pretty hot, by the way. Was she? Yeah. Very cool. She had on a wedding gown and some flowers and it's pretty cool. Checked it out in the grocery line. <laughs> Not that I'm planning a wedding. Didn't pick it up and look through it. <laughs> But I saw her on the cover. Very cool. Any other news items before I like interrupt you again? I think that's all. Very cool. Let's go to our listener feedback. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure. Go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. <laughs> hey, Clinton, 
Stephanie. This is Alaska Brad. I just listened to your solitary <laughs> podcast, and that interview with Jorge was awesome. It reminded me when I was a kid, we used to listen to Dr. Demento, and they do interview shows and, and put in splices of just random songs to answer the questions, and it just brought me right back to that uh, part of my life. But that was great. You guys... You guys are doing a great job. Keep up the good work, and uh, thanks for your time. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Alaska Brad, <laughs> for that. That's hilarious, because when you played that for me the first time, I'm like, seriously, that, that, that little interview could not have made him laugh that hard. Oh, it makes me laugh that hard, and I still when I still listen to it. <laughs> because I think it's funny, but it doesn't make me laugh that hard. I, my, dad, my dad was cracking up laughing. Really? Yeah, he was like almost ready to roll on the floor. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. It, it good that, that's funnier than the interview. <laughs> Thank you very much, Brad. I'm, I'm glad awesome. that you got some enjoyment out of that, and hopefully I'll be able to do some more stuff like that in the near future. And maybe I won't slam Jay and Jack so hard the next time, but they can handle it. They're good guys. This is Andrew's weekly phone call. Um, this goes out to Mr. Echo. I'm confessing that I can't help Stephanie and Cliff with the PayPal, but as Walt, everyone owes Walt money on the island. I have an IOU for 80000 Um And then I'm going to um, space here. Okay, now I think for your show, I think you guys should do a thing where you can have people call up and say what was their favorite line off Lost. Like, I have a couple. I love when Locke goes, I was wrong. Or when Sawyer says, let's all get oceanic together. And then when he told Libby, what are you going to do, talk to my arm? I just think it would be kind of funny if uh find out what people really like. And maybe if you guys had a voting thing on your web page where you can put, like, for your first vote, um, who is Kate get a pick? You can put Jack, Sawyer, or somebody else because they could flip it and make her fall in love with someone else. Who knows? It would be cool. Then you could find out, like, how many people vote. I don't know how many people really listen to your show and stuff i don't know uh it's up to you guys but love your show you guys rock i'm glad you guys are on myspace uh we'll talk to you guys later bye thank you very much for that call andrew and uh, a couple things first of all that was funny this is andrew with my weekly call (laughs) yeah no doubt and uh that was cute mr echo heard your confession uh anyway uh andrew a couple things there as far as polls and i i think there's already a poll on the generally speaking lost forum uh as to who kate's gonna choose is there i haven't found that uh but if there's not would somebody do me a favor and go to the generally speaking somebody out there loves to start polls yeah lost in delaware lost in delaware uh, if somebody those polls. somebody go into there's a whole new section on our forum uh, for listener polls and it's close to the bottom. Uh, there are um, there's a, a whole forum for uh, people to create listener forums, and then there are uh, the official podcast forums or forums polls. I'm sorry, and there's a section where only the staff here at Generally Speaking Podcast Network creates the polls so there are two different sections official polls and then listener created polls and maybe somebody can go out there and create that and you're laughing at me again we said staff it should be more like volunteers <laughs> staff insinuates that you pay me oh, okay. i'm a volunteer all right hello and stephanie this is dean calling from milwaukee wow. i have a confession for mr echo mr echo I actually went to Australia because I watched the show Lost, and it was cool. 
but I found myself being very disappointed when I found out that we did not actually film the airport scenes in Sydney, but in Hawaii. What's up with that? No doubt. What is up with that? Funny. <laughs> Well, it's, hey, Dane, it is excellent to hear from you, my friend. And uh, as always, uh, we love to hear your what's up with that questions that, that you come up cool with. That was pretty cool to hear from Dane. Yes. And uh, so thanks for calling in. Next up, we have Jamie from Massachusetts. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Jamie calling from Massachusetts. Uh, I actually share a area code with your voicemail line. Um, I'm calling about two things. I'm halfway listening to to your solid halfway through listening to your solitary podcast um, I listen to it on the way to and from work in the car on my iPod which is great um, the first thing is the golf course you mentioned that it disappeared in the second season however um, I believe in the episode collision Kate and Jack are actually playing golf on the golf course um, when Jack hits his ball into the woods and they come across uh, Mr. Echo carrying Sawyer um, and I believe they've mentioned, you know, going to play a couple holes of golf. So um, the golf course is still there. It's just not as prominent. Um, also, the hypochondriac guy, um, you mentioned that he was in that one episode and disappeared. Uh, however, I don't find it all that odd considering there are 40 other survivors. Um, it would make sense that occasionally people are going to interact with the other main characters. And I think his sole purpose in the show um, was to show just how therapeutic the golf course actually was. Um, in the beginning, he's stressed out, he's um, got the rash, he's, he's nervous and, and upset, and by the end, uh, they're playing golf, and he comes in, and he's like, you know, can I play? Um, I think that was just to show uh, what, what effect the golf course had, and also, I believe it was actually a red herring to the sickness that Danielle alluded to, since that was the first episode. She mentioned it, um, and to show, I remember um, back on the message boards when that episode first came out, uh, that people were wondering whether his rash was a, a signal of the sickness or for the first sign, and I think that might have just been a red herring. Um, but uh, I don't find it all that odd that he didn't appear again. I think it was more interesting that Ethan made an appearance um, to, to make it look like he was one of the other survivors as well. Um, so that's that's all I wanted to comment on so far, um, and I just wanted to, to thank you guys for the podcast and say it's great, and uh, have a good one. Bye. Thank you very much, Jamie, and obviously you are absolutely correct. The golf that was course, a good catch. Yeah, the golf course did not catch. go away. No. And we rely on our listeners to help us because uh, as, as much of a fanatic of loss that I am, I am not as in-depth and um, into the details as many of the people who listen to our show. And uh, we, we typically uh, tend to get some negative reviews on iTunes from time to time uh, regarding really? the fact that we're inaccurate from time to time. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if people have caught the title of our show, but we are called, generally speaking, uh, not In-Depth Theories 401. In fact, we tried to do that, and we, we kind of just dropped it. But, uh, yeah, so thank you for pointing that out. Yes, the golf course, uh, I guess, did make its way through uh, some episodes in Season 2. And so I appreciate you bringing that up. And also, like what he had brought up about the uh, the sickness there, so and uh, the hypochondriac guy. 
So, again, thank you, Jamie, from Massachusetts for calling in, and hopefully we'll hear again from you soon because I can I just say right real quick here, I appreciate people who have a lot to say and they actually call in on our listener line versus emailing me because, unfortunately, I get so many emails uh, regarding Lost that it's very difficult for me to sit down and read you know, a, a five or six paragraph email about Lost and then it's even more difficult to try to remember to put that into the show notes. And so uh, I'd appreciate it if you have anything where you want to correct us on what we've said uh, regarding loss or if you have some subtle points that we completely missed uh, or you just want to share your own thoughts, please do me a favor. Pick up the phone and call us at area code 413-521-0958. Again, that number 413 0958 and that's exactly the number that these guys just called hey cliff and stephanie this is the lost gospels at the lost gospels.wordpress.com with will connor and alex yeah so we just wanted to call in and tell you guys to we just wanted to sort of advertise ourselves on your podcast and tell you guys that we love you guys you guys are awesome yeah, Cliff, you've helped me a lot putting this together and stuff. So, yeah, don't expect it out uh, until maybe at the earliest Monday because I have to put I have to put it together and I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah, you guys, thanks. Bye. All right. So, thank you guys for calling in, and I want to say, you know, I I have no problem playing that in here because. I remember the very first call I made into the transmission and to Jan Jack and to Scott and Steve's podcast when I was starting off our podcast. And I said, thought you were crazy. You you did think I, I was did. crazy. I and still think you're crazy. And a lot of people just now think that the lost gospel kids are crazy. And, and you know what? You guys cool. are crazy to think that you can come into lost podcasting and it's just going to be glorious. Uh, just wait till you get those iTunes reviews. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Everybody go out to the lostgospels.wordpress.com. Check out their podcast and uh, give them a try. We'll see how they sound. And uh, and uh, I, I wish you guys the best. Absolutely. And we have one more call, and then I do have to read two emails. Okay. Hi, this is Raider J from Moreno Valley, California. And I was just calling to wish Stephanie a happy birthday. Um, I love what you guys do, and uh, I appreciate it, and I listen all the time, and I just wanted to say thank you, and uh, I love you guys, and God bless. Thank you. That was very nice. I did have a very good birthday. I uh, pretty much just sat back and then soaked it up, because that's what I do. I'm never too old to enjoy my birthday. Yes, and thank you very much for thank calling you. in. That was very kind It was sweet. very kind. And uh, this week I was... got several messages and emails, and so I thank everyone. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, yesterday was a very special day for Stephanie and I. It yesterday was... was just Thursday. Just Thursday. <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> yesterday, Stephanie and I celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary. Yes. We have been married for a decade that is just amazing. And tomorrow we're going to go celebrate at Tripoli. Yes, we are. I am taking the woman out for a fancy night on the town. I don't know if what that says about Cliff or myself. <laughs> That's where we're going. 
We love Chipotle. We anyway, I got two more emails I do want to bring up. Okay. Um, I, I am going to butcher the name. It's uh, Mary Marius Monte Cristo. And I apologize already for messing up your name. But anyway, uh, he wrote in about a comment that I left about Boone being the only person going out to help the drowning girl. And everybody else is just standing there watching. And he get, he brought up a Wikipedia article uh, link and sent that to me and told me about the this thing called... It's a psychological phenomenon that they discovered. And it's called the diffusion of responsibility. Hmm. Now, here's what it says. And it, I'm going to totally oversimplify this. But if if you have one person sitting on a pier, seeing a person out in the water drowning, and nobody else is around, that one person as long as they can swim, will probably 99% of the time jump out into the water and try to save that person. If you have 50 people on that same pier, all of the all 50 people are on the pier, and there is one person out in the water drowning, statistics say that no one will jump. Right. And the reason why is because of this, it is called, they diffuse the responsibility to the other people saying that, you know, it's, it's somebody else will obviously jump in. It's not going to be me. And so that is a very good good way of thinking of that. And so I thank you for bringing that to our attention. Excellent I think thought. I see that here in our house. <laughs> it's like everybody else leaves their socks laying around and, oh and they diffuse the responsibility. Andy Manick sent us an email. <laughs> And uh, he sent us the <laughs> this email a long time ago. And, and again, this is an example of how emails can get overlooked uh, in my inbox. And, and uh, it, it is an important revelation. However, had Andy called in and left this on a, on a voicemail uh, and then just emailed me the photos to go with it, it would have made it into a show, what, five weeks ago? Uh, before we were on vacation, I think. So Andy sent in two photos. And he said that these photos are of somebody he believes that is on, who is an other, and that he was yet possibly another infiltrator of the tail section group. And he said that he had learned this originally from Jeep Jeep, uh, from the lost-forum.com forum. And uh, this is a, it, they're not sure if it's just the reusing of a, um, what do you call those backup actors? Um, extras. Extras. Thank you. Uh, he's not sure if it's just a reusing of an extras, but I'm going to put these two photos on our show notes. Again, you can find them at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Click on Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 38. The first photo is from Live Together, Die Alone, part two. Now, in this photo, you have a picture of uh, Tom and Mrs. Clue and Not So Henry and then this guy we'll call him Squinty because uh, he's squinting in the in both photos. Anyway, you have Squinty who is obviously one of the others. <laughs> okay. Okay, go ahead. And then in the second photo uh, is from or screen capture is from the other forty eight days, and it okay. shows Mr. Squinty. Sitting it, full on, it shows him sitting on the beach with the tail section people after the crash. Hmm. So was he another infiltrator of the group? And so that's a very good question. And maybe somebody wants to put that as a listener poll out there in one of the listener created sections. So 
Um, and then I did get two emails from Kyle Hughes regarding the episode. And I think we covered everything in his emails. And um, you already did give him a little yep. and, credit there. And not only that, but we have some spoiler stuff from Kyle after this Generally Speaking podcast update. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Plane, how would what kind of transmission is it? It could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. This is a Generally Speaking Podcast Network update. Okay, lots of exciting things happening here at the Generally Speaking Podcast Network studios. <laughs> up here in our high-rise, towering... <laughs> building in the central uh, city of Hebron, Kentucky. That's funny. Yeah, Can actually, I tell them what I'm doing right now? Oh, uh, they already know. Well, How the people who listen to My Crazy Life know where our podcast studio is now. Oh, okay. Since you already divulged that information. No, so we won't even tell the people who are listening now. They can go and listen to episode, I think, 26 of... I won't make them do that. I'm okay. laying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just relaxing, chilling. That's probably why I'm so spaced. Tonight. No doubt, you're over there giving me a hard time about my theory off the top of my head. I, I, well, I was falling asleep. But, hey, anyway, <laughs> let's get back to this because I we do have lots of stuff I want to bring up. Um, a lot of people are emailing me and asking me when is the next Skype cast. I want to get involved. Now I will tell you, it is a ton of work to do a Skype cast. <laughs> It is unbelievable, but I love doing them. We love doing them. In fact, we're in deliberation here of a couple things, and one is how what our format of the show will be like when we do uh, season three of Lost. Correct. Um, I will tell you this is just a thought, but there is the possibility that we will do two episodes a week. Correct. And that immediately after uh, the airing of Lost on the East Coast here, or at least after we watch it. Right. Um, we would open up Skypecast and just do an open Skypecast weekly for everybody to sit down and talk about Lost and what we saw. And then we would come back later in the week and or we would record on the weekend and put out a second show, which is our discussion. Right. So we're not certain on that. Don't hold us to it. But just to give you an idea of what we're thinking. Also, I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm in deliberation with... Uh, the powers that be here in the generally speaking podcast network uh, uh, corporate office uh, of whether or not I will be doing an almost daily devotional. And if I do, it seems like the consensus is rather than starting an additional feed or a fourth feed, um, that I'll probably end up putting those almost daily devotionals in the generally speaking about the church feed. And so it'll just, and it, but we're not certain on that. You can read more about it at the Generally Speaking Lost Forum. Uh, there's a an official Generally Speaking, well, actually, you can go to My Crazy Life and I talk about it there. So um, let's see here. There's a lot more. Uh, I just want to mention that MySpace, we do have a MySpace account. And uh, you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com forward slash Cliff and Steph. And that's C-L-I-F-F-A-N-D. S-T-E-P-H. And so far, we, we've we only had this for two weeks, and we have over 100 friends really on MySpace. So thank you, everybody, who has uh, added us to your friends list. Uh, it is an awesome opportunity, and I will tell you, I know for a fact we already have at least 30 to 40 new listeners to our podcast this summer as a result 
of MySpace. So thank you guys for adding us as uh, friends to your MySpace account. Uh, let's see here. Um, I want to mention one other thing that we're doing here uh, in the generally speaking uh, world of marketing and stuff like that. And that is I have started a Frapper account. Now people have heard me say I wanted to do something to find out where people are to see that represented on a map something like Frapper but just not using Frapper. Um, I've caved. Uh, I probably I, You guys know that I, I've said a long time ago I, I don't like MySpace but now I'm on MySpace and I love it. And I was starting to like Frapper a whole lot. However, there has been some confusion out there and I need to explain to you guys what's happened. Uh, I opened up a Frapper account and you can go to frapper.com forward slash Cliff and Steph just like my MySpace. However, what I found is that there is a map there and I, I organized that page and if you are a Frapper user already it's pretty easy to just add us as your friend just like in MySpace and if you do that you're automatically added to that map for us and that is called a friend map but what I did not realize is this is not a group map and so if you're not a member of Frapper to even add yourself to our list of uh, people on the map you have to go through the entire registration process and I did not want to do that for our, our listeners. So Edith Baker was so kind to figure out for us how in the world you start a group map. And I did that and before what I wanted to do is I tried this out and did this thing called frapper.com forward slash and then I spelled this all out. Generally speaking podcast network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. But it, I didn't do it to keep it. I was going to play around with it, find out how it works, and then I was just going to delete that account. And then I was going to do another one with the easy-to-remember address. So I went into the settings after I figured out how it works to delete it, and it wouldn't let me delete it. And so what I did is I sent an email to the support department and said, could you please delete this account? I can't get it to delete, I'm, but I, and I don't want people to search and find this wrong map. And so um, I, I sent that email off to him and I said, and I said specifically, please delete frapper.com forward slash generally speaking podcast network. And so I went, I went ahead and created a brand new map, an excellent map, by the way. And I had it all planned out, all working. And it was at frapper.com forward slash GSPN, which stands for generally speaking podcast network. And I sent out requests to like 200 people to add, uh, add themselves to our map. I put a thing in our forum and we were getting people adding to our map. And I got an email tonight just before I started this podcast and, or before we viewed Lost tonight. And it says from the support of Frapper team or Frapper support team, it says we have received a request to delete the generally speaking group map. Uh, your request has been fulfilled. We have deleted the account. And it says... They deleted the wrong one. Uh, but they deleted the GSPN, the forward slash GSPN. However, they said, if you, you know, we'd like to know why you did that. Do you have another map somewhere else that you created? Uh, yeah, we did because you deleted the wrong one, but that's okay. Uh, they said, we'd like to reinstate it if, if you're interested. Uh, so I have emailed them back and asked them to reinstate that. And so um, I'm going to ask you guys, uh, by the time you check this you know, out. Hopefully, it'll be up. Up. I'm hoping there'll be somebody there on the weekend. If not, Monday, uh, the the G, the generally speaking podcast group map will be up, 
And if you go to um, frapper.com forward slash Cliff and Steph, you can add us as a friend there, but you'll see a big, huge thing that I put up. I said, please understand that if you add us as a friend, it only adds you to our friend map. We really want to make sure all of our listeners are on our podcast map. So that what basically what that's going to help us to do is when I go and talk with advertisers about sponsoring uh, our show, I can show them how many listeners we have. And so it's going to be important that that if you want to help support our show in that way, uh, when I start getting sponsors in in uh, October for season three, that, that I'm able to show them that. So I apologize for taking so long to explain that to you, but it has been a huge mix up and misunderstanding and hopefully that will clear it up and uh, just whenever you get an opportunity go to uh, frapper that's f-r-a-p-p-r dot com forward slash g-s-p-n thank you and uh, let's see here that is all no there is uh, a little bit more news wow did you hear that mm-hmm. um I don't think they heard it, though, because that's the cool thing about this uh, Cast Blaster software. Uh, Let's see here. Listener contributed stories and spoilers. Um, There is an announcement on the Generally Speaking uh, Lost Forum about where we need your help. And if you wouldn't mind checking that out about how you can help our podcast. Kyle Hughes has been a huge help with our spoilers coming up. And I just want to mention thank you to the people who are helping us out on our iTunes reviews. Uh, we they are way up now. Are they? They are. In fact, I want to say a special thank you to Blue Caldwell, Shiny Rob, Brett C, Al in Florida, The Lost Junkie. Uh, I think it's Dorico, Professor B. I think uh, Dushi. Let's see, Dushid Mod, uh, Yosh the Man 007, who says in his review. Uh, he likes our podcast so much that if it comes down to it, we should sell the house to finance the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you very much. And there is an announcement in the Generally Speaking Lost Forward uh, Lost Forum about our iTunes review, and it's and it's uh, it, there's a thing in there that explains how you can help us uh, improve that. Even if you've already put a, a positive review on there, how you can make sure that the negative stuff that is very evil and attacking against our own personal character uh how we can bury those so that they don't get seen anymore if you want to check that out yeah it is it's very bad because they don't know me no they don't and anyway it bugs me so and then um you know it's funny that uh the man yosh the man 007 would talk about uh, selling the house. I think we're going to have to sell something because our PayPal account is down to $16 balance <laughs> and we have a $30 withdrawal coming up soon. So think I can sell you? I don't think anybody will buy me. Darn. <laughs> so if, any, oh, well, I tried. if anybody out there uh, would like to contribute, <laughs> you can uh, always go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com and just click on the PayPal button. And that's enough self-congratulation Ooh. and Generally Speaking Podcast Network update. And now it's time for the most awaited stuff, talking about Season 3 of Sweet. Lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know it. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? I think that's my favorite clip we have. 
More than the freaking polar bears? Well, yeah, because my kids can walk around saying, don't you want to know all they want? But when they start <laughs> walking around saying freaking polar bears, I got problems. I don't know. I think it's kind of cute. Anyway, our first, second... Not and, in the grocery store. Our first, second, and third call are all from Kyle Hughes, and I actually specifically requested these in separate ones so we can talk about them. But here's the first spoiler that came up. We've received spoilers both directly and indirectly from the Season 2 DVD release party in Hawaii. Here's a spoiler directly from executive producer Brian Burke. The hatch is history. The hatch has definitely had its moment. Let's just say it was one big explosion. And here's the indirect spoiler, a small clip from a USA Today article. Among the actors who couldn't make it were Matthew Fox, who was on set shooting flashback scenes with Julie Bowen, who plays Jack's wife, Sarah. Okay, so there's two spoilers there. One uh, was that the hatch is done. They're, They're done with it. And it's probably for the best. Yeah, because I mean, it, really, I mean, they. I think they'd done all they could do with the hatch. Yeah, the only thing that's uh, that's upsetting about the hatch is that, gosh, there was the running water. You had, you know, all all the different things. Yeah, it was see, kind they of were shelter. looking too pretty. Yeah, that's true. Uh, does think, that mean her, Jorge? Does that mean the hair, the women are going to start getting hairy now? <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Hey, you know what? When, oh. when Kate was on, this is totally backwards, but when Kate was on the beach um, sinking in the sand, yeah, I totally want hair like that. I mean, how can you be stuck on an island for how many days with no shower and have your hair look messy, perfect at the same time? And uh, any woman would know what I mean. Oh, yeah. It, 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 there's no doubt. You know, there's a little Miss Claire all I action want a, stuff I going want on a on hairstyle, a hairstylist. To come give me messy, perfect hair. <laughs> All right. And then uh, the other spoiler is that... You didn't even that... laugh. That was so uh, fake. What? <laughs> okay. So, anyway. <laughs> what? Nothing. I mean, what? it wasn't that funny. It wasn't supposed to be funny, but the, the fake laugh was just too much. Okay, so, and then we've got that Sarah, we're going to see some more of Sarah, so maybe we'll find out what's worse than divorce when he was talking to Desmond, remember that mm-hmm. line? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's a good spoiler. Thanks, Kyle. And uh, now let's hear from Kyle. We have some miscellaneous spoiler tidbits from Kristen of E-Online's latest chat. They're worded kind of weirdish, so I'll, I'll just read them exactly as they're written. Remember, this is not my wording. From Angel Gurla. We need some law scoop. I promise. I won't tell Kristen if you share. Okay, I'm sure I'm really not supposed to do this, but I just had to look through Kristen's emails for something, and I saw this email from Damon Lidloff. Yes, Kate will be making a choice in the first sex episodes. Wait, did I say sex episodes? I mean six episodes. So it looks like she for sure chooses between Jack and Sawyer in the first six. Ack, any bets on who it'll be? I don't know why, but I'm thinking Sawyer. From Jen. Kristen said you'd tell us if Jack, Kate, and Sawyer are together or separated when the season begins. What's that offspring song? Oh yeah, you gotta keep them separated. From Mary. Where are the three of them? Kristen gave me one clue on each. See if you can figure this shizness out, because it's driving me insane. Jack is inside something you'd find in a science class. Kate is on something we've seen before. And Sawyer is surrounded by something through which he shares a connection with Jack's father. From Wycart35. Is Hurley okay? Yep. Now I get to talk like myself again. Okay. So the the riddle, you know, Jack's inside something you'd find in a science room. A chair? 
<laughs> a desk. Hmm. Anyway, so a lab coat. Yeah, so we learned that probably they'll be separated. We've heard over and over. <laughs> we've heard over and over. A petri dish. <laughs> yeah, we've heard over and over again that you Kate's are just. Why do I bother? Why are you so not? Is it because of the way the mics are set up? So you have to turn and look at the wall. <laughs> What's the deal? Is that it? Like you're looking at the wall, so you forget I'm back here. I... No, I, I'm. I'm like moving right along. What? What did? I was naming off things that you find in a science classroom. I know, and, and I'm like, I thought that was done. <laughs> it wasn't. I still got things. Go ahead. No. A beaker, a Bunsen burner, <laughs> mothballs. <laughs> no, go ahead. Mercury. <laughs> the only things I got over here are my watch, a pillow, and a laptop. Which one do you want me to throw at you? <laughs> Please don't throw anything at me again. Secret Agent Man on the Television Without Pity forums, a very reliable source in the past, had brought forth new information about Season 3, Episode 3. I quote, Episode 303 is called The Glass Ballerina. Sun has a dream of the future featuring her nine-year-old daughter. He later posts saying that the baby is in fact Korean. Okay, so if this is correct, then maybe it's possibly not Michael's baby. It's not Michael's baby. We don't know that yet, and this could be wrong. It could be wrong, but my theory is this is not Michael's baby. You think it's... If it's not Michael's baby, then I believe it has to be the Korean guy that taught her English. What do you think? Maybe. I don't know. Well, anyway, I don't have anything else for this evening. Do you? No. Okay. I don't really think I had anything coming in, (laughs) Why are you here? That's a good question. Anyway. If, if any- anybody wants to send me an email, it's Stephanie at ravenscraft.org and tell me why I'm here, please do. Alrighty. Well, everybody, that's all we have for this week. And we will come to you next week with episode number 11, which, uh, do we have any idea what that is yet? No. Okay. We'll look it up. <laughs> anyway, go look and find out what comes after Raised by Another. And uh, we will be talking about that next week on Lost. You have been listening to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please, start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal Donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. This is Cliff again, and before I actually stop the recorder here and play a promo for a friend of mine, I do want to say a very special thank you to some very early adopters in the whole Frapper Map uh, fiasco. Uh, These are some people who had, uh, I mean, from the very get-go, immediately went to our Frapper Map and added pins. Uh, and uh, and I just want to say a special thank you, and I'm going to ask you, I'm going to beg you, I'm going to plead that you guys come back to uh, Frapper, F-R-A-P-P-R dot com forward slash G-S-P-N 
and as soon as that map loads back up make sure that your pin is in that map and uh, these are the people who really helped us out by uh, going there immediately uh, we had Kim uh, who is also known as good things coming from Illinois Steph Smith from Alabama X-Force 11 also known as Jeff Gentry from North Carolina Maggie Maggie from Illinois uh, we had um, Carissa from Georgia who actually signed up two different times thank you Carissa for bearing with us there and uh, hopefully we won't have to have it done a third time uh, Diley Boy in Utah Richard Emblem from UK uh, also he's in England uh, Gunslinger from California Moderator Matt from Texas uh, Queso Grande from California Edith Baker from Maryland Bree Fowler from Bronx New York Mike Duchuk from Ontario, Canada, Jenny from Michigan, Eric Fisher from Marion, Indiana, Skeeter Girl from Nebraska, Jeremiah from Tennessee, Steve from East Rockway, Rockaway, New York, uh, Cybernode from Ohio, Emma Leap from London, England, and there were more, and I was going to come back and write down their names, and then I found out that the account was closed out per my request, only it wasn't. But anyway, uh, we'll get that back up, so please be checking that, and as soon as it's available, uh, please do make sure your pins are still in there for me, and if you have not yet done so, and it's available, please do add your pin. And now, a very special promo from the Scribe Music Show. The Scribe Music Show Grand End of the Summer Contest is upon us. Now listen carefully so that you will be eligible to win one of my huge prize packs. The prize packs will include CDs from some of the top SMS artists. What do you have to do to win? Well, let me tell you. Simply go see any artist that's been played on the Scribe Music Show. Yep, that's it. The listeners who attend the most concerts will win. Well, how do you prove it to me? Well, just get a picture of yourself with the artist or band and email it to contest at scribemusicshow.com. I'll award prize packs to the top three listeners. And when we're all done, I'll post all of the photos in a new SMS gallery at scribemusicshow.com. Check out the SMS website for all of the info on the contest. And be sure to check past episodes of the Scribe Music Show and see the show notes for information on all of the SMS artists that I've played. You'll never know who's going to be performing in your area. Uh, now all submissions must be emailed by the time Dependable Deanna, my wife, gives birth to our fourth child. Her due date is September 11th, so you have some time still. But she could go early. Be sure to stay tuned to the Scribe Music Show at scribemusicshow.com. The grand end of the summer contest has begun. Has begun. 